1: Hello there, welcome again to the football show here on Belfast Live. Now I have to come clean. I've arrived here today without the script, so it could be a good show. Well, it's never a good show, but it can't be any worse. Let's hope so. My guest today, there's no Paul Lehman. We've given him the day off. But just look who my special guest is today. Yeah, just look. It's only the Sunday Life Columnist Liam Backett, all round good guy, and my mate Liam. Good to see you, Aren't you, Jack? Amo, aren't you? Sweating a wee bit I turned to hate that. And our, our other special guest is a young man I have a lot of time for. He's had a tough season, but his goal, Lyndon Kane's goal from fullback, set Coleraine on the path to the final of the Tenants Irish Cup. On May the 5th, when they beat Larne. And last night at Seaview, Tuesday night that is, it finished Crusaders 1, Coleraine 1 in the top of the table clash. And uh, there's still two points ahead, but you would have taken a point before a ball was kicked. Yeah, without a
0: doubt, I think,
1: uh, with it still being
0: two points, we're still in the race with four games to go. As you say, we'd have took it before the game, we knew it was going to be tough going to Seaview and that, but... We were all also confident we could go there and win as well because we won there at the start of the season too. So we went there with no fear. I thought the first half was, was quite edgy in that and the second half was also edgy as well. But then we got the penalty and then obviously it's disappointing to concede so late on and end up drawing the game. But I think the most important thing for us was was not to lose the game and, mm. and keep ourselves in with a chance.
1: Yeah. We'll come to the league in a moment, but I want to start with the uh, Tenants-Irish Cup Finals uh, semi-finals on Saturday and at the Bellamina Showgrounds, Colrain uh, 3, Larne 1, Liam, you were there as well, and uh, they deserved it, but all credit to Larne.
2: Absolutely, I thought Larne gave a very good account of themselves, Jackie, but wasn't a vintage performance by Colrain by no means, but it's about getting to the final, isn't it, at the end of the day, and sometimes you've got to grind out those results, and I thought Colrain did that. And- and I feel a wee bit sorry for London to be honest, because I came through the gate today and obviously he came over that barbed wire fence <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's just <your story. laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but he's made it anyway and that's the main thing and we've got the blood and all mopped up. So, no. <laughs> and, and for this lad here uh, to score an absolute screamer, and I said during commentary, Jackie, that uh, I thought it was going to take something special to break the deadlock on, on Saturday because Larn were sticking manfully to their task, yeah. I felt. Uh, and they had set. Their, they were well still, organised. They, they were well organised, and 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 were obviously huffing and puffing a wee bit. There's always that psychological thing. I I feel no matter what the manager tells you when you're playing a team from a lower division, there's a psychological thing kicks in that maybe tells you you can take an extra touch or you can, yeah. you know, it's just not going to be as tough as it normally That'll is. it just No matter happen. how hard you try, yeah, it's, it's habit. And, and we've all been there. But I thought that uh, it was going to take either a set piece or a spectacular goal that Young London scored him. For Humpy Bragg and for the, the Larne defenders to start dropping off. I think there was a
1: little bit of tiredness creeping into the ball. There was, the Larn yeah, race. yeah.
2: And, and, you know, physically tired, mentally tired, and they just switched off. And he obviously seized the opportunity and ate the space up. And then when the target opened up for him, pulled the trigger and, and, and scored a screamer. And it was going to take something like that to break the deadlock. And although I thought at the finish up they won reasonably comfortable, uh, comfortably, it was still a tough enough game, you know. And I thought, Larne, fair play to Larne, they did really mm-hmm. well.
1: Yeah, 51 minutes you got that goal, a good time to get it just after the break, because you were huffing and puffing a little bit, uh, <coughs> relive the moment for me, you hit uh, it from about 25 yards, a yeah, belter.
0: Well, going in at half-time when you, sort of, we weren't at our best in the first half and Orn the way Orn put it to us at half-time was Irish Cup finals don't come around that often and he mm. knows many a player that's played their career and they've never played in one before, so not really to take the opportunity for granted. So we knew we had to come out and start the second half well and I just, I seen Darren picking up the ball and and he's come back with it.
1: Darren McCauley. Darren
0: McCauley and I've just stepped in and into a bit of space and Darren's played it. I drove forward and Marty Donnelly's committed himself quite quickly towards me. So I knew that if I could take a touch inside him that he wouldn't really be able to, to deal with it. Yeah. So once I got past him, Jamie's, Jamie's done well to pull the centre half, sort of out of position and then as Liam said, the line defender started the back off then and I've just hit it and I don't really remember <laughs> Was that
2: the damaged foot you struck it with, yeah. No, ring. it was
0: my left foot that oh, I had was it, it? uh you, had to the the ball with.
1: you don't remember. Your grandad Billy will he oh, was there in the crowd You not remember that or Hello Billy.
0: <laughs> well, he'll take a bit of credit for it because he he rang me on Saturday morning and and told me they to, they go on away running and, and maybe get a goal so No, listen, it was nice. As I say, I just hit it. It was nice to score and and be able to go and and celebrate it in front of the Korean fans who travelled well, as well as they did last night as well. So it's always nice to score. It's only my second goal as well. But it definitely came at a nice time. First goal in three years.
1: Uh You'd need to step that ratio up a bit, wouldn't you? Well, that's two in a hundred. Of course, I don't ever remember (laughs) Liam scoring, quite honestly. (laughs) But that's another story. But McConaughey and a penalty, Josh Carson. 3-1, 3-1, job done, and the celebrations were quite something in the dressing room.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it was. it's always special. I think Orn made it clear that we wanted our fans to be in the away stand the way they are, even when we play Balamina because we've got great memories up there of, of winning against Balamina and being able to go across and celebrate with your fans. And as I said, they travelled well in numbers again on Saturday, and it's always nice to give some back to them. So that's why we... I'm not saying we melt the celebrations, but we spent a lot of time with the fans after the game and were able to enjoy it with them, and then we then focused on Tuesday night.
1: I think it's great for the club and great for the team and Lyndon, who was there last <laughs> season, because they lost it last season 3-0, yeah. Andy Waterworth hat-trick for Linfield. Yeah. On a day they didn't really turn up, no. and that must have been really hurtful for them.
2: Yeah. I think sometimes the occasion can pass you by, London. you yeah. know, the whole hype... The build up and and very often you find that finals and semi-finals can become very much of an anti-climax the the hype and the build up more or less takes it away and then the the game becomes something of a a damp squib and last year obviously
1: Korean, I think that's a firework (laughs)
2: Obviously, Coleraine didn't turn up last year, and, and they'll, I would think they'll not make the second uh, the same uh, mistake twice, you know. And, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a superb final, uh, t- two really good footballing sides. Coleraine like to get it down and play it. Cavanville like to get it down and play it. And what a buzz is going to be around Coleraine, London, because Jackie, we were just talking. You know, it's very reminiscent this Coleraine team that London plays in to the old seventies team where there were so many locals playing. Yeah. Because the team now has Sorry. so many locals. And, and that gives, I think it's, it gives the club identity again, and I think they'd lost that identity for...
1: Dixon, Murray, McCurdy, McCurdy all those
2: guys. And, yeah, Sean Dunlop, Sean Dunlop. back Dunlop. then, and Davey Gordon. And, yep. and, and all of those lads were all local lads, and, and Frankie Moffat from around Coleraine, and Michael Guy just up in Limobar. People from around that, that area, and, and I think the club had an identity then. Yep. And I think for a few years, for whatever reason, they lost that identity. And I think supporters start to drop off because they can't really identify with people from about the town. Young London lives here a stone's throw from the showgrounds, and there's three or four Balamoni lads now back in the team. Yes. <coughs> Corey and Lakewise, Garrett McConachie's from Dervik. So I think I was counting this morning the five or six local lads now in the team, regular first team, and I think that's very reminiscent of the 70s team. And... And you know that's they could very well go on and be the first team since in 44 years to lift that league title.
1: This season, I mean, Cliftonville got through the other semi-final 4-1 against Loch Gall. Joe Gormley got two. Rory Donnelly got two. They're very potent. But you've no reason to be frightened because you haven't lost to Cliftonville this season. But both sides will go <coughs> to the final feeling we can win this. So it could be a good open game.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Both teams will go in going confident because it is a cup final and as everyone knows anything can happen on a cup final uh, just in cup football in general but as you say we'll go in we don't fear anyone anymore to be honest we've lost one game this season and it was against Linfield and probably didn't deserve to lose a game but we go into every game we know fear and we, there is a belief in the changing them that we can go out and we can win every game so it is one we look forward to and, and we're looking forward to and as we've said before we've got, we've got unfinished business in the Irish Cup as of last You'll year. You'll be better
1: prepared this. Yeah, season. without
0: a doubt. It's it's an amazing occasion, the Irish Cup. It's it's a full day
1: of and a new suit as well. A new suit. That's and it. don't you need it? No I do. <laughs> <laughs> if
2: anybody needs a new suit then <laughs> Let's be honest. But
0: Irish Cup, Irish Cup How do you switch days.
2: off, London now? But from the Cup Final, obviously coming up, uh, do you just put it in the back burner and try to forget about it? It's hard to forget about it. And a doubt, the it's, league.
0: it's always going to be in the back of your head. But I think I think last year we had when we qualified or we got into the Cup Final, we had sort of qualified for Europe, but we had nothing else really to play for. So we were always preparing for the Cup Final. But I think this year's different, and we're in a title race now, so we've got four Cup Finals before we actually play in the proper one. Yeah. So we've got four big games that
1: we know we have
0: to perform in.
2: Could be a good thing on way, Jackie. The fact that you know they're already engaged in the league. Uh, yeah, well, uh, they, they the play Cliftonville
1: yeah. dress rehearsal yeah. for the Irish Cup final in the league on Saturday yeah. coming, and usually, some manager of those two teams wouldn't play his team to give his hand away, show mm-hmm. his team and what formation, etc., yeah. cetera, etc. Cetera. But not this time, because the way things are in the mm-hmm. league, Cliftonville are trying to get up into third. You're trying to win it, so it's difficult for the managers. Yeah,
2: very much so, uh, because they're obviously they need the points, and and they'll want to be putting out their strongest team in the final. I just noticed the last couple of games. To be honest, and I don't mean any disrespect to the people on the bench. I think the last couple of lineouts I've seen that Corian have and out I think, I would consider to be their strongest lineouts. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that doesn't include Aaron Burns and Stephen Dooley and people like that but you've got to earn your place and, and it's early days for them yeah. and I would think the lads that are in the team are in the team on merit and yep. the team is being picked in, on form and on merit and I think the last two line-outs for me have been I think the last two games were the same line-out weren't they? Two,
1: yeah, same, same starting eleven. Yet, yeah.
2: So I think, no that's not going to be too far away from what I think is their strongest team
1: Yeah, and when you think about it Coleraine have, uh, right up to date, have lost two games in, I think it's 40. Yeah. That is amazing. Okay. And if there's any justice in this game, a team like that should win some silverware. Yeah,
2: that's true. Uh... Yeah, because yeah I, I need more than that. <laughs> because <laughs> I think he's lost in the League Cup, isn't that right? And then one we lost 3-2 uh, to weekend. the cruise
0: in the League Cup and then Linfield in and the And I'm League.
2: sure there's a few as well, London, that you maybe scraped through that you didn't play terribly well, but you got the one. Yeah. And uh, that's never a bad <laughs> sign either if you can get the victory and you're not maybe playing terribly well. You can, at least you know when you hit a bit of form, then you're in with a decent chance of winning it. But I think the Cup final, to be honest, is uh, it's a wide open affair. I think Cuffin will have a great strike force. I think they have a wee vulnerability about them defensively, but I, I do think they have perhaps maybe the best strike force in the league at the moment. Oh, and wow. they're 66 on fire at the goals, mo- yeah.
1: the Donnelly brothers. And they on
2: fire at the moment as well, so they've just hit form maybe at the wrong time for and but yeah. uh, I think Cole and defensively are better than, than Cliftonville. Yeah, so. they're very strong. So I think there's a good mix and match there, but a great final.
1: Mm. Be a good game on Saturday as well in the league. Yep. Right, Crusaders won rain one Tuesday night. You'd have taken a point before a ball was kicked. Yeah, without a doubt. You'd have won to three, of course.
0: Uh, we always go into every game hoping we can, we can get three points, but I think the the most important thing for us was, was not to lose. And, as I said, keep ourselves and a chance of, of winning the league. There's four games to go, and... There's gonna be slip ups. It's a title race. It's not gonna be be, twists and turns. There will be twists and turns. It's not gonna be easy from from now until the end of the season. We'll drop points, I would say the crews will drop points, so it will be interesting. But last night was a a great advert for the Irish League and in the whole I think we had sixteen hundred travelling fans on amazing. Like a Tuesday night and it was a wet night and stuff and I think that's testament to where where the club's going and and the hard work that they've put in as well. the fans, the fans have been excellent all night or all season, but, but last night especially they were they were unbelievable. And it, it helps it helps you as well when you're playing too, when you've got the fans backing and stuff. And even when you're coming out the tunnel to start the game and you see like two stands of Seaview filled, which is the first time for me, like as an away team. And they're right on top of you. And as they're well, right on top CV. of you as well. Seaviews see yous a good ground when the when the stadium's full as well. But yeah. it was definitely it was definitely a great game and. We're disappointed not to win and conceding so late on, but as you say, we would have we would have took a point b- before the game started, I think.
1: Liam, you were there. You were working again. He <coughs> would work with two minutes. Silence. But anyway.
2: Uh, I was there. Do you know something, Jack? Who deserved it? Uh, I think it would have been an injustice had any team have won it last night. I thought a draw, if ever a draw was a fair result, yeah. a draw was a fair result. Both teams had chances. And, and dare I say, this lad who was the hero on Saturday scoring that opener for Rain was also an unsung hero last night and, uh, and it's not because he's sitting there but he headed a Crusader's certain goal off the line uh, I can't remember, was it Heatley or somebody uh, Heatley crossed it and Coach yeah, and, and had it and he's like all good fullbacks on the line, clears it off the line cleared a certain goal so whilst he stuck one in on at the other end last weekend, he was doing one the, the same job at, the, at his own nets this weekend and, and certainly saved a certain goal uh, do you know something Jackie you're a lifetime in this game so am I. Yeah. And uh, you're a few years longer on it than I am. <laughs> but, uh, but having said that, I don't know the last time I can remember a midweek game on a wet, miserable night yeah. and still some games to go to the end of the season and house full signs outside and hundreds of people not able to get Isn't tickets Isn't that great to, to
1: see? Because Fun there are nice. a lot of critics of the local game. Aye, ah,
2: of course. And I just think that... The local game at the moment isn't a great place. Honestly, I do. I think, that, I think the the product is good. I think the standard is excellent. And I think that when you watch Irish League football and you watch a game like last night that was, to be honest, it was riddled with tension, the, yes. the, 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 particularly the first half. Nobody wants to make that mistake. But the second half, when they sort of uh, relaxed that wee bit I believe more. believe it
1: was th- better the second half. And, and
2: played with a wee bit more belief. It was superb. But even the first half, whilst technically maybe not the best half of football you're ever going to watch the atmosphere made it the atmosphere was incredible and you know this at the finish both sets of fans, the Coleraine fans, the Crusaders fans stood and applauded both teams off and in fact Crusaders were off first and you would have noticed London coming off yeah. when they came off. They came off to a standing ovation. Corrine came off to a standing ovation from the Crusaders fans. Oh,
1: that's good. And, yeah. and, and
2: that is what sport's all about, you know. Mm. Have your dices and your, your battles on the park. But once the whistle goes, I think they, they recognised what a great yeah. advertisement it was for local football. Superb.
1: Glenavon 2, Linfield 3. The
2: Blues win. <coughs> can't buy a one, Jackie.
1: Yeah, their ever, since that, ever
2: since they worked so hard to clear the pitch for the lock-all match, uh, and then downhill, they, they forgot to play then. Uh, and then since that, they can't buy a one, they can't score goals. Although I see uh, Andrew Mitchell get back in the score mm-hmm. sheet last night. Having said that, Linfield have been stuttering. And I think that's maybe what has been to, to the likes of Rain and Crusaders' benefit. I think the other t- four of the top six that are left have been far too inconsistent. Yeah. I think Balamina United... You don't know what you're going to get from Saturday to Saturday. Linfield similar. Glenavon now similar. Mm-hmm. And Cliffordville the same. They had a poor start to the season. So whilst Coleraine and Crusaders have been consistently good, the others, I think, have suffered from inconsistency.
1: Yeah. Are you surprised by the backward steps that the like of Linfield, who won three trophies last Aye. season, that they have taken? Cliftonville promised so much, and I think... They're building a team. Barry Gray has had a great first season there. I think if they get that inconsistency thing a raise, they could be title challengers. So could Glenavon. If they could get rid of inconsistencies. Yeah. But so many of the big teams have flattered to the sea. Well, yeah,
2: that's a great phrase, and I couldn't agree more it? I thought it was a good phrase. <laughs> I think you nailed it, yeah. That's, that's one of your old ones, I can remember that. <laughs> Sitting on the back of the Crusaders bus when we used to play together, you used that. But, no, I agree totally. I think that... Uh, I don't know what's wrong at Linfield. There's something definitely not right yeah. there at Linfield. They're not playing. I don't see any togetherness. I think last year when they won the treble, I, th- I thought the team just smacked of togetherness. And, and you'll never want anything unless you have togetherness. And
1: mm-hmm. I don't
2: see that there this year. I see players pointing fingers at each other during matches and I always think it's a sign of weakness.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't like that in a team. And, and that's not Past there this the year. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think David, not only has he got to maybe get some personnel changed I think he needs to get that together in a spike in there. You know, a lot of games are won. They from obviously the had it
1: last year, though, didn't they? They had it, yeah. And they came uh, from nowhere to win a treble.
2: And and, and, and you know, this, it's, it's hard to say that one player has made a vast difference, but I think losing Paul Smith has made a, a massive Big loss. Di- Oh, massive difference. Because yeah. not only was he scoring goals... He, Know, he was creating so many goals as well for Waterworth and all that. And they looked to be a different outfit last year. Take that one player out and they have tried different permutations, but they've never really replaced him. And they've suffered. And mm. I think they've then suffered a lack of confidence and I think they've been there's been a lot of changes made in the back four and Roy carroll has been out for a while and yes. I think and Big Roy's a great leader as well as a great goalie. He's a great leader. Good organiser, and yeah. And I bank. just think yeah, and I just think that all that put together has has, has left Linfield I think a sorry-looking outfit, and I'm speaking in terms of Linfield, because mm. Linfield to me always set the standards, always yeah. did when we played, and always mm-hmm. usually do. But they haven't done that of late, and no, and 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 Gary Hamilton, obviously Gary's building up there as well. It's a great start to the season. The wheels have come off a bit, as you say, Barry Gray. Great squad, probably the best attacking mm. players to choose from in the league. Uh, defensively, I think, but defensively, I think they're not. Maybe yet. they're still a bit vulnerable, but and then. Uh, Ballymena United. I don't know. David's got to the top six, but I would quite be quite sure he'd be trying to get a few different personnel in as well. So inconsistency for them four, but that's where the crews and Coleraine have, have definitely struck gold this year. Their consistency.
1: Yeah, and finally that Tuesday night in the top six, Ballymena nil, Cliftonville three. They're in good form before they come to Coleraine. Rory Donnelly two more, fourteen for the season. Joe Gormley, one more, twenty-nine for the season. Jay Donnelly, I think is twenty-three. Mm-hmm. If that adds up to sixty-six, those three equals danger.
2: Absolutely, and I think I think to be honest, that those lads are born to score goals, okay? They're mm. just not your goal scorers. You don't get that out of a coaching manual. You know, the man above gives you that at birth, and then people help you develop it, but. Do you know, I'm going to say something. I think Joe Gormley is the nearest natural goal scorer that I have seen since Desi Dixon. Yeah. And that's a bold statement. Every time Deadly I see...
1: was quite something.
2: Desi Dixon was just a born goal scorer and Joe Gormley, to me, is a born goal scorer.
1: Yeah, he's been dropped this season. He's been criticised. He has, yeah, that's Somebody right. Somebody said he hasn't been playing well, but he's got 29, 29 goals. 29 goals, yeah. I said it's a great
2: habit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I think it, it's <clears> a difficult <throat> adjustment coming back from full-time football and into and, and the Irish League. Uh, Likewise, Rory Donnelly, he hasn't set the world on fire since he came back either, but listen, they're starting to find their feet again and and that's bad news for the rest of the teams.
1: I think you've played them three times this season, you've beaten them twice and you've drawn once, what did you make of them?
2: They're a
0: strong side, as Liam said, their attacking force is obviously top quality and they're always dangerous. No matter whether Joe Garner is on form or he's not on form, yeah. he's always dangerous and so so is the other two as well. But defensively, they can be quite poor, and we know that we we're strong going forward as well. I'm not just saying we can hurt Glenville, we can hurt every team. But if teams do have like a weak backline, we know we know we can cause problems. But they're definitely well set up. They like to get the ball down and play. Mm. They've got they've got good ball playing midfielders and that as well. So. They're definitely a good team, but You're not worried about them. I'm not saying we're not worried, but we're confident in our You're in our own ability.
1: Yes. You can hear the confidence there, which is which is good. And in the bottom six last night, only one game, Ards for Warren Point Two. Colin Nixon's done well. I'm not surprised he's on the radar of Glen Torren.
2: And I think he's been offered just a new two year deal at Ard's He has as well. So Yeah, I'm glad to see that. Colin's a real football person, Jackie, and and I like to see that as well. I like to see proper football people who have been there and done it and and worn the T-shirt, I think. I like to see them staying on in the game uh, I don't like the game to become populated with too many clipperboard managers. You know that you've never heard of before. That you're very har- you're very
1: hard in the clipper boards.
2: I am not that dying about these boys that have that many badges up, and some of them could walk and remember somebody. You know they're that well decorated. But <laughs> to be honest, uh, no, I like people. <laughs> these the are not game. the
1: thoughts of this program, by the way. No, <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I like people. I like people in the game that are football people. Yeah. Colin Nixon's a football person. Great stalwart for Glenn Torn. Uh, as honest as the days long and, and doing right in management in his first couple of seasons. he's done well at arts. he's done well and, yeah. and uh, I'm delighted to see it
1: let's have a look at the league table there we are and it's Crusaders leading by two points four games to play Coleraine second of course then way back it's a good race for third Glenavon 63 Linfield 63 Cliftonville 61 we'll keep our eyes on that over the next few weeks Bellamy United way back in sixth but they've made the top six with 47 points bottom six Glen seventh Ards up to eighth because of their win against uh, Warren Point Point. Gannon Swifts have a game in hand they're one point behind then way back Warren Point would appear to be safe and Carrick and and Mallard well it's not looking good for the Mallards which is sad to see because they're nice people Talking about nice people, i just like to very quickly mention Adam Coates, who passed away, uh, who was the presenter, radio presenter of uh, Sports Sound, Saturday Sports Sound, and uh, what a wonderful man, he was uh, mid-seventies, and he was just uh, an icon to me in radio sport, he was so humble, uh, and he had no ego. Liam
2: just an honesty, goodness which
1: me. was uh, incredible in this yeah. business which is as you know yeah. it's knee deep in egos it's, it's
2: knee deep in egos you know, some uh, of them as big as they he map. was so
1: <laughs> humble and I remember he said he was when he joined the BBC oh, way over 30 years ago uh, he said he was very lucky to get the chance but I think it turned out that the BBC We're
2: very lucky to get had
1: the stroke of luck, and uh, one
2: of life's gentlemen. To,
1: oh, one of life's gentlemen! You would have been interviewed by him. He yeah, was—he uh, was so laid back. You'd have thought he was doing it from his own living room. And he not was. many broadcasters can achieve that uh, relaxation mode that that Adam had. He will be sadly, sadly missed. Not only as a broadcaster, but uh, as a person, he was a top-class gentleman. And uh, I was lucky enough to know him and lucky enough to work with him so uh, rest in peace wee man okay Liam yeah very quickly through your career okay that's enough (laughs) You you didn't really you put your job and trade before football initially
2: yeah I did yeah
1: and what was your trade
2: plumbing and heating engineer Um, And you didn't
1: play football?
2: No, for about five years, as soon as I left school. Played for the Northern Ireland schoolboys and then left school and got straight into play. Oh, you played for
1: the schoolboys? Yeah,
2: and in those days, Jackie, it was more important to have a trade. And I'd lost my father when I was only two years of age and times were tough, to be honest. And, And having a job and being able to put a loaf on the table was more important than playing football. So... I just turned my back on football. I never, never played really for about five years until I was twenty or twenty-one. I think it served me time, and uh, because the plumbing firm I was working to, uh, we were working up in London area, so it meant travelling, and you weren't back most nights till about half seven, and yeah. so you were tired ready for bed, and you're up next morning. I think we were reporting to the yard about six o'clock in the morning, so long days. Yeah, and and that was in a summer league game. Then one night in Garva, I was playing in a summer league game when I was approached to go up to the cruise. You're playing
1: left back, you?
2: I was playing left back, and not the Crusaders. And he just arrived around the same time. And
1: uh, that well, you well, f- you arrived before me. I was um, there just before you. I think you had only one or two games in the reserve. I played one we-
2: reserve team game. Yeah, they let me train the left back. Straight out of
1: nowhere. Reserve team game and into the first team. Straight
2: into the first team uh, in an away game at Solitude, and I was playing inside forward. That's what it was back then, uh, up front, London, beside uh, Sammy Pavis, the one and only Sammy Sammy Pavis. And I'll never forget Sammy Sam. Sammy was a great young fella. He walked me up, and of course, uh, my knees were knocking. This was before they just had been told I was starting, so I was walking up Solitude and. And that was a hard, bumpy, I can never forget it. There was hardly any grass in the pitch that must have been in the the middle of the summer. And we're walking up the the pitch and and I remember Sammy saying to me, son, if you're looking for me, I'll be here. And he pointed to the penalty spot. And I think we won 1-0 and he scored it from about the penalty spot. So that's what his job was and what a great goal scorer he was. So that was the start of it then. And then you arrived and... We were lucky, Jackie, because we joined a Crusaders 72, team. 73. 72, 73, yeah. Lyndon wasn't even born. No, young Lyndon <laughs> wasn't born, and yeah. those genes were in good nick back <laughs> then. And, and, and Billy Johnson we, we, was we the joined manager. And Billy was the manager, and he had assembled a really good side. And, and a great manager with a, a great togetherness, to. what we were just talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah. We went on to win the league then, obviously, for Crusaders for the first time in the club's history. You scored a few goals that, that season oh, as well, I don't yeah. like to mention it. No, that's 20, actually.
1: At least that's what you were up now, for to say, but anyhow,
2: uh, no, you you scored uh, a lot of goals that year and we won the league and we won the Carlsberg Cup as well, so that was good. Then down to Drogheda, then it was the height of the Troubles, if you can recall then, and the, you know, the, they were really... Uh, what took Troubles you to Drogheda? Really, uh, Brady came one night to Crusaders and ah, the legendary they'd got quite a bit of money and they Leading were going great. to sign four or five players from the north and I'd had a decent out-season and they brought me in and... And uh, they took me down south, and uh, I wasn't too sure about going because I was happy at
1: Crusaders. But yes.
2: they were getting a few pound, and the club had accepted the fee. And I th- thought, well, and I think we were about seven pound, six or seven pound a week.
1: Six pound a week, it are was. you
2: listening? And I think when I was going to Crus- uh, when I was going to Drogheda, they were offering. We had, about we had better clothes. <laughs> <laughs> we had the grey slacks, and then, then went the blue blazers, and then and then uh, I think they were offering about thirty five or forty quid to go to Drogheda, so. Uh, but, you know, there's a few stories about that, you know, oh, no, the, 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 the troubles were on at the time, and, but I had a great time down there, uh, but uh, my mother was quite concerned, to be honest, and then, thankfully, Corian came in, and I think they, they, I think they paid the same fee mm-hmm. back to Droughta that they had paid to Crusaders, and I went to Corian and again, I was so lucky, because... Yes, you Bertie joined a lot of uh, Ballymoney people and Corian
1: people. He had assembled
2: a great team in, in, in Dixon Birdies. and Murray and McCurdy, and... And Terry Cochran and all these guys, and and he had assembled a fabulous team, and and we just went on and, and basically won everything, Jackie, and and uh, that's why I'm delighted these boys are maybe going to replicate that era because yeah. whilst I love to see good football teams and, and all the rest. I'm a country man, and I think it's time the the the, the league title come back to to or, or some of the country teams. Yeah, you know? be nice. It's hard I'm to believe. And I would like to see those that. great
1: sides that you were part of. Yeah. Uh, they won it in '74. Yeah. Uh, you weren't there no. at that time, but that's the only time they've won it. Yeah. Forty-four years and ago. And they've been a good team over the years.
2: Yeah. I, again, I just so think, no
1: pressure then.
2: I think they've had been to a couple of hours, cup finals, three or four hours, cup finals, maybe, and 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 that type of thing. But <coughs> without being disrespectful to those teams either, Jackie, I think that not always the best team will win the cup.
1: Uh, no, that's true. But the
2: best team will always win the league. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. And and I, because I'll tell you why. In seventy five, when we won the Irish Cup at and we had a great team, and we beat a great Linfield team in the final.
1: That's right.
2: Seventy seven, we hadn't as good a team. Uh, some of our better players had, for various reasons, gone, and we had replaced them with not so good of players. Seventy
1: seven, that was four one at the Oval, and we still beat Linfield four one. And you got the first goal at a rasper
2: well that's putting up mind (laughs) yeah uh, uh, just about uh, reached the goalkeeper (laughs) who let it slip in past him but having said that we were I thought we were a shadow of the team in 97 that we were uh, sorry in in 77 that we were in
1: 75
2: yes I thought we were a shadow of the team Chang
1: Smith got the winner in that one
2: yeah Chang Chang scored that one in 75 but in 77 we were a shadow of the team that we were in 75 yet we still went to the oval and beat Linfield 4-1 so That, to me, was the proof that day that not always the best team will win the Cup. But the team that wins the league, for me, is always the best team in the
1: league. I would agree. I think we're all agreed on that. Uh, What age were you when you stopped playing?
2: About thirty-one, I think it was a groin injury. I think the that stop. That's early, me. isn't it? Thirty-one or thirty-two I had a groin, and I'd lost interest. I mean, well, i
1: crusaders as you said to go into the movies. Yes, you went into Tele- the movies. Celebrating. Right. I went to the Thirty, site, but you at went that the time movies. in the seventy-three, this is true, London. You were finished at thirty. Once you reached thirty, yeah. you were finished. So it was always a joke that you appeared in the paper if you were thirty-three. Yeah, the twenty-nine-year-old Fullerton.
2: Yeah,
1: you always stayed twenty-nine for no, about three years. You if did you were that's blind. right. Because people, 30 finished out. Mm-hmm. You were 31.
2: 31, and, and, but I'd lost interest as well because that team had changed so much and I just didn't have the same belief in the way we were going forward. We'd changed managers, the, a lot of the personnel had changed. Uh, I thought the togetherness had gone that we had. I thought we'd lost that and I'd lost interest as well. So the groin, whilst it was a problem and they were giving me a big needle every day before I played, uh, my love for the game was going as well. So, no, that mm. just... Uh, it's hard that, to give it up, isn't it? It's hard to give it up. And then when you do give it up, you wish you hadn't <laughs> given it up, you know, and then to try and get back, it's, like, uh, it's nearly impossible. But, no, i uh, I had a great time I had a very lucky time as well. Mm. You need a wee bit of ability, but you need a lot of luck as well. Oh, absolutely. That's lads get got great ability, and so has a lot of these yeah. young Korean players now, and so has a lot of the Crusaders players and these top teams. They have a lot of ability, but they need a wee bit of luck as well. Yeah. You need a rub of the green.
1: Looking back to last Saturday's semi-final, when you scored, I usually watch a match, if I'm not working out, I can sit and watch it quietly. Yeah. And when you scored, I stood up and applauded because of what you've been through this season. Yeah. This man, you've only played what, 12 12. games? He's missed way from pre season where he got injured, a metatarsal, and only back when November. End of January. End of January. I mean, that's a long time to be out, Liam. You were out right, a long and time. And he's sitting watching this great team. I kept waiting, team and waiting and waiting and
2: I kept thinking, young Lyndon's bound to be ready to come back soon. Yeah. But then every time I saw you, you'd own the big, we call them, yeah, with don't the, the pressurised, we call them an inflated at Wilton. But that that's, I could see <laughs> you wearing the big boot. And I kept thinking, ah, that's definitely, was that a depressing time, Lyndon? Did you? Yeah. Did you hey, I asked
1: the yeah. Question. Go ahead. No, but I just was, was that a
2: distressing
0: time? <laughs> um, it was. It was. It was a very tough, tough time for me. Um, obviously, football's a major, major part of my life, and you train two nights a week, and you play every Saturday. But when you're not playing, you don't, you don't feel part of it. And I'm, yeah. and also, I was off my work as well for four months, so I was housebound almost every day just for four months like I I for couldn't For a young man, so man of 20, like, 21 I, could, I couldn't really do <laughs> I,
1: Shut up You, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get Speaking out of the of house Speaking of housebound I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I knew this would happen and We knew it was going to happen It's nearly over Liam. <laughs>
0: um, I couldn't really do the things that I would normally be doing, that my friends were going and doing. I just wasn't... I just didn't feel involved in, in anything, really. I was yeah. just... Like, I nearly got to enjoy being by myself. It got that bad. I was just sitting in the house all the time, but I just got used to it. I was just sitting in my bedroom, yeah. playing the PlayStation, watching the TV and it stuff. It probably <laughs> felt
1: like about three or four years.
0: Yeah, with well, it I it felt, felt a lot longer than it really was. But I think now, when I'm back playing and stuff I like got there, Yeah. You appreciate the good times more than what you did before an injury as
1: well. (laughs) Anyway, we have to look at the fixtures for the weekend and uh, make a few pounds. We hope the charity bet is there for us uh, from Bette McLean. £50 double, thank you very much indeed. And that's for uh, Heartbeat for Children of the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. Now we have Coleraine, Cliftonville, Coleraine, 8 to 13. Cliftonville seven to two. That's not a bad price for Cliftonville is it? No. Just a wee bit more, anyway. Tempting.
2: It. No, that, uh, you know, on a real rich, famous form, Jackie, and, and and you know, you
1: can, you can just short coal Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, that's why I'm, I'm not because London's sitting there. I'm plumping for coal rain.
1: Right. Crusaders four to nine at home to Glenavon nine to two. Crusaders very much the favourites there. And Linfield one to three, Ballina six to one. You'd have to fancy Linfield. They want to win that to get third place. Yeah. Ballina, the players really playing for their contracts and for their futures. You would think at this stage. Yeah. And then we have uh, Ards nine to five against Glen Torun, six to five. Hmm. What do you think of that one, Liam? Nine to yeah, five. It's not a bad price for Ards, no, is it? No,
2: and Ards had a good result last night, obviously, and and the uh, Torn game was cancelled, so uh, I'd be sitting in the middle there, Jackie, to be honest. That could very well work out a draw, to be honest. Right. I think Glen Torn have lost their way the last couple of games as well. Yeah. started well under Ronnie, but the last couple of games they've lost their way a wee bit. I'd go for a draw on that one.
1: And then there's uh, Balna Mallard, 17-10, at home to Warren Point, 13 to 13-10. Uh, that's not a bad price for Warren Point. No. And it's must-win time for Ball and Mallard, isn't it?
2: Yeah. And I think if they concede a, an early goal, I think the heads go down because as w- as much as winning becomes a habit, so does losing, Jack. Yeah. And I think they've yeah. been losing too many games. So one goal and definitely I can see the heads go down. If anybody's going to win that, I think it'll be Warren Point.
1: And then we have finally Dungannon, 8-11 to 11, at home to Carrick. 3-1 to one. again. Carrick have to win that one. Dungannon are safe. Uh, so I am going... Do you want me to pick them?
2: Well, go ahead, and if I agree, I'll agree, and if I don't, <laughs> I'll dispute them.
1: Yeah, we're, we're running out of time. Go <laughs> <So>, ahead. <laughs> I'm going to go for Dungannon at 8-11 to, to beat Carrick, and I'm going to go for Warren Point at 13-10. to 10. Because that would give us £115 going on to an 8 to 11. That's near enough £200 yeah. back for the 50.
2: Yeah. I'll go if along they with win. That. Yeah, I'll go along with that. You'll sure. share the blame. You're pretty intelligent, but you are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll go you with think you. so? Yeah, I you think so. You say the You're nicest thing. are intelligent, honestly. Lyndon? Watch that, Han? Oh, well. Good to see you. He's back joking. in the show. He was that good the first time we had to bring him back. <laughs> Liam, what can I say? There's no money in this, you know. <laughs> I might have known when you're Good Great me. to see you. Our thanks to your newspaper for allowing us your yeah. presence here today. That is it. Hope you've had a good Easter back the way. And now we look forward to the summer. <gasps> I hope the weather improves. I hope your teams do well this weekend, wherever they're playing. See you next week. Bye-bye.